True Story, a documentary video and podcast interview series, almost everything you ever wanted to know about Eastern European documentary film. In-depth interviews, analysis, field reports, live events, and much, much more with your curious and enthusiastic hosts, Ivona Remundová and Nicole Jennifer Edelman. This series is brought to you by the Institute of Documentary Film in Prague and Film New Europe. It's, uh, it's going to be like this for a few minutes. I'm, uh, I'm taking care of uh, our daughter this week, so it's... Uh, do you hear me? Do you hear me? Welcome, dear friends. This is a True Story uh, interview series about filmmakers, documentary filmmakers from Eastern Europe the most talented documentary filmmakers who are just finishing their movies. And I would like to welcome here or there on Zoom uh, with me uh, Radu Černičuk, who is a journalist and a filmmaker from Bucharest. Hi, and uh, thank you for, uh, for inviting me here. We are here to talk together about your last film, Akasa, My Home. Could you please describe the film in your words for us? It's a film about a family that lived in the in the wilderness in a very special uh, abandoned place uh, close to the city center of Bucharest. And they've been living there for 20 years, uh, quite isolated until they had to uh, until they had to move uh, and adapt to a life in the, in the big city. The film follows them uh, for uh, four years during this um, uh, very dramatic um, journey that the family of 11 members had to take. Um, and uh, it's an observational documentary and it's a very, uh, in many ways, very uh, a very intimate story into a life of a, of a family uh, that's uh, passing through a very complicated uh, period of, it, of, of its life. Radu Ciorniciuk is a Romanian journalist and investigative reporter who focuses mainly on human rights, animal welfare and the environment. Radu founded Romania's first independent media organization, Casa Giornalistului. He received numerous awards for his work. A Casa My Home is his first feature-length documentary. How did you find them? What made you do this movie? I wanted to make a reportage at first. I'm, I'm a freelance journalist. I'm, I'm, I've been working in London for some years with, uh, with, uh, with the, the media there. So I wanted to make a reportage about how uh, the government uh, was going to transform this very, uh, again, very special place, uh, the Vakarish Delta in, in Bucharest, um, which is... Um, um, basically a place that's been abandoned for the last 30 years and where nature took over and uh, in, uh, in these decades um, there were uh, hundreds of species of birds, animals of plants, some are very rare, um, had found a home uh, there. So I wanted to make a, a reportage about this. It was quite new. It was quite uh, amazing for me living in Bucharest to, to, to learn that we have such a place in, uh, next to the, so close to the city center. And uh, we've we've uh, we've just went there. My partner and the screenwriter of the film, Lina Vtovi, uh, who's a journalist as well, we just went there and started making interviews and uh, um, doing basic journalistic research, let's say. And so we met two of the boys, 
They were very strange looking. Um, they were half naked. Their skin was sunburned and their long hair and everything. And it was a quite a special image to have in a few hundred meters from the expensive shops in the, in the city center. So we just approached them and uh, they introduced us to their father. And we were lucky that the father was already working with the campaigners that managed to get the, the protection status for, for the place. So Jika was uh, the father of the family was basically a fixer like or a guide to the researchers. He had this little play of his. He was used to, you know, like journalists that would come and like for a day and uh, have a little photo, have some photos, have a little video and a short interview and he would show them around and play this uh, Robinson Crusoe character and and uh, he was making a little money out of this as well. So uh, his job was to promote basically the area. Film New Europe is one of the top news publications for film professionals around the world with news about 18 countries delivered to its audience daily. Join the network of Europe's most successful film professionals at www.filmneweurope.com. Sometimes we filmmakers, when we are filming some difficult situation, we feel like we have this dilemma if we should influence something, if we should help, if we should advise, if we should do something. Did you have this dilemma during shooting this movie? At one point, we just like, it was just a matter of um, personal ethics rather than professional ethics. It was very clear that the safe uh, solution or uh, option for this family was uh, to uh, separate them and to institutionalize the kids and put them in an orphanage, probably like in one of those horrible ghettos, and for the parents to become homeless. We already spent like two years until their evacuation took place, so we, we were already close. We were already... Uh, uh, we have already built a relationship together. And uh, we just did this and it all started with one of the kids, Rika, telling, asking us to, to um, teach him how to read and write. So, uh, and we just made a call on our social platforms. Uh, some hundreds of people uh, joined in, uh, in this call and among those volunteers, we found these specialists and we managed to help the family have a smoother integration in the, in the city. Uh, and uh, less traumatic, obviously. I'm really curious, how did it happen that uh, the parents were able to keep the kids out of the system for such a long time? Is it something uh, you can easily do in Romania or was it really something like forgotten family for the social system, for the, for the state? It wasn't forgotten. It was. It took a lot of will, a lot of will from the father and the mother to keep them that way. I mean, even uh, the house and I. And this is something quite common because uh, uh, this other research, this other story I did, I, I did some years ago, which which was really popular. It was about a community that, that was in a constant run in a constant, uh, you know, like run from the authorities. So all of that, their like uh, habitual life, ha habitual space was built around this fear. So they had like uh, escape routes, they had uh, like, uh, you know, like safe houses and so on. So it was the same with the Anaki family. They had a small hut uh, very deep into the bushes. So every time that, uh, every time when, when the social assistance came or police, like the kids would be easily, uh, you know, like uh, hidden there. And also like uh, routes to escape and uh, like, uh, uh, 
and uh, exit the delta without being seen and so on. So um, even the house construction was designed uh, for this. It was like a modular six pieces house that you can like turn in, in like 10 minutes and then you can put it back in half an hour because when the police came, especially, I mean, when the police came, they could easily like tell them like, okay, there's no one. Okay, I, I, we, we just like, uh, we're, we're going to move from here with everything is, is fine and, and so on. So anyway, yeah. I guess nobody cared in a lot of ways because although, you know, like they had all these systems of escaping, they could have been easily taken away from there. So I, I, I guess it was uh, also ignorance. For now 20 years, the Institute of Documentary Film has been helping documentary filmmakers and their audiences to discover and uncover a wide range of topics, from important social issues to intimate stories of interesting people. Documentary is no longer perceived as merely descriptions of reality in distant cultures or animal life. Documentary film has become a key catalyst of critical social change, reflecting human challenges and identifying laws or cultural rules that no longer apply while deepening the artistic practice of filmmaking. I imagine a family like that in Norway or in Germany or in, even in Czech Republic. And uh, I guess it wouldn't be possible to keep the kids out of the school for such a long time. And so that's why I was asking if, it, if, if you see this as, a, as a something really like systematic, systematically specific for Romania, that there is some like freedom, basic freedom to be really out of the system, more freedom than in other European countries, or it was really like a mistake of a system? I think it's, uh, it's uh, I mean, there's uh, the main problem with, because uh, we're talking about, uh, in you know, like poverty or extreme poverty, this, you know, like, first of all. So, um I think the main problem with all social systems, in even in Czech Republic or Germany or Norway or the US or whatever, uh, is, is especially in the Western Hemisphere, you, you can easily you can uh, you can easily prove or see that there is enough money and there are enough resources to help the people living at the margins and bring them a bit closer to the opportunities that society you know are offering. I wouldn't say it's the case with the Enake family, as the Enake family was quite integrated. The father had a very well-paid job and uh, quite a, a good social status as well. He was working in a in a big factory. He was uh, uh, working in a lab laboratory and so on. And I've met his family, his extended family, his sister, and so on. And they have they have a very good middle class, I'd say, Romanian life. They have they have you know like. A, um they they're doing well in many ways yeah i always saw him uh through this uh, you know like uh, try to see him through this uh, uh in this perspective uh, yeah let's see the enakis family now let's uh, watch the trailer so obviously Enakis family uh, is not the typical family who would like to be seen as victims. As I understood, they actually decided or they want to be free to live in poverty. Um, how 
do you see this uh, decision when uh, they have nine children and how uh, these children, especially when they are growing up, how they see this decision? Well, uh, it became, uh, uh, for the kids, it became very hard when they, when they moved into the city and they started going to school and uh, they learned, for example, that they are Roma. They didn't know that the Roma, especially the young ones, uh, They learned that uh, uh, growing up in a place like the Delta, it's not a, it can get you bullied. And uh, so, uh, so they stopped telling their colleagues that they lived in the Delta and that they come from the countryside now. And uh, especially, I mean, the young ones were guided by their enthusiasm, by their uh, curiosity. So it was quite easy for them. But for, for the for the teenagers it was very very hard for Vali for uh, for his brother Rick uh, it was very hard as they understood that they're too old to to have the same chances as as their little brothers and uh, first of all and second of all I mean being a teenager and having the constant feeling that you're not that, uh, that you're strange it doesn't help in any way so there were a lot of frustrations and these all these frustrations were uh, directed towards their father who took uh, all of the decisions for them. Um, your, your question was related if, if uh, like, how they, like, can, can you repeat? Because I, I only got to answer the, the last part. The question was that they uh, decided to live in poverty. Like, they wanted to be free to choose their life too. They, they, they didn't live in poverty. I mean, if you, it was very funny when, when they, not in a very dramatic way, of course, but when they moved into the city, all these like social assistants came to them and, and told them like, you need to be socially independent. You need to learn how to be socially independent. And, and suddenly uh, Jika, the father was in the, you know, was in the room. I said, but I, I, I was already socially independent. I had everything I needed there. I had mm -hmm. fish, I had, you know, like I had little animals, I had, You know, like uh, a garden, uh, vegetable garden. You know, I had anything, everything, and uh, it was extreme poverty. Only when uh, this family was seen from the outside, from the inside, they were never thinking that they're poor. And this this conscience became, uh, let's say, uh, more present in in the family. Uh, when they moved into the city, they they suddenly became poor because they couldn't do anything that they were used to do in order to survive like like fishing or like hunting or like you know like they could never you know they weren't allowed to do that anymore so they became extremely poor this is our perspective usually right when coming to people who live uh, somewhere deep into the nature or uh, somewhere out of our system that uh, they have to suffer and uh, my experience is that sometimes we actually force them to start to think that because we cannot imagine that somebody is not suffering while not having TV, not having electricity, being cold sometimes, being hungry sometimes, maybe that it's still fine for somebody. Things get a bit more complicated when, when, you have, uh, when, when the kids enter, uh, enter this equation. And, uh, in the, I mean, uh, even, uh, even the most empathetic societies are uh, sociopathic. Uh, if, you, if you get the paradox, you see a kid, Uh, you see the future of the of the society of the race of the species and, and uh, you see a, pr a production means uh, that's being lost uh, in that kid in that kid from a societal so, 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 uh, point of view right uh, 
So you don't want that kid to not, you know, like to be um, uh, taken away from all the opportunities that you have to offer him in order for him to become productive for you. And uh, so uh, I, I know it's a bit pragmatic, but it's I'm trying to, you know, like to blend our empathy towards uh, kids children living in uh, in uh, rough conditions you know it's it's quite i mean it's we're not thinking uh, we're not talking abstract here not having not going to a doctor uh, uh, ever not having access to running water or to uh, hot water toilet and so on these are like basic needs that you cannot uh, you cannot refuse uh, you know like uh, to, to give or uh, to 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 a, child so this is this is why i say that when when you know like when you have children in in this in this equation of uh, of how do how you integrate you know like people that don't want to be integrated it's, it becomes quite complicated and uh, it's not easy it's not it's really it, it is really not easy if you're thinking of your audience of the audience of your film is there anything you want people to understand from your film or something you want them to think of? I mean, there's many, there are many, there are many things that like, in, I mean, you know, in four years, there's, there's like, you know, so, 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 so many things happen. And, and uh, I would like that the audience to, to watch this film, not necessarily because it tells a story about a family, but because the filmmakers did their best to tell the story from within the family. So, um, and this was a true privilege of, uh, of for us, having the access to see things um, from the character's perspective uh, with all the honesty we were capable of. When I say all honesty, I say that we did our best not to impose our own uh, uh, sets of values and our own, uh, you know, uh, ways of seeing uh, lives. Um, it's it's a film about the roots. About about for me, it's about the roots, and it's about going back to the roots. Or and it's uh, and uh, a great problem of uh, of my generation, of our generation, is that. Uh, um, we are we we've been unrooted in so many ways, and uh, it's it's the problem of each generation actually. You know, like uh, it's our responsibility to build our own roots when uh, when when we when we're le left without our original ones. Let's say it's part of growing up. It's part of becoming a, a complete uh, human being. And for me, this this film and this personally and. Uh, you know, like artistically, it, it, it's about this. It's about uh, finding and building your own roots and uh, the importance of having those roots in order to be lucid, in order to like emotionally, uh, uh, you know, like uh, sane and so on. This is not going to be a spoiler because it's not obvious from the movie what the Enakis family is doing now. I would say that the, the children are are quite well integrated, uh, given the circumstances. All of them are going to school. Some of them are in the seventh grade now. Um, they're seen by doctors regularly. They work with volunteers every weekend for, for some years now. They're doing online classes and they're, they're quite, as I said, they're quite integrated. They have their own piece of land and, piece, uh, and, a, and, a, home, and a house. 
I was telling you about the, uh, that uh, uh, book project we did. Uh, it also helped to to uh, for us to to gain the uh, to raise the money to to, to buy them this uh, this place. So they have their own name on their piece of paper, which gave them a lot of dignity and also got them rid of uh, of their uh, fear of uh, being evacuated, and which was something uh, that was part of their DNA for uh, for the last 20 years so from that point on uh, they they grew a lot as 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 human beings unfortunately i'm i'm very sad to say that uh, the father passed away 2 weeks ago and everyone is in shock right now so uh, it's a very difficult time for the for the family right now where we can see the movie we can see the film on uh, hbo go starting the 15th of october so it's it's uh, it's up there and um, the film is still going strong in uh, international festivals all over the world and uh, um Yeah, hopefully it's going to get to to many people and uh, it's going to make them think of, of the things that we we found very interesting and very valuable and uh, you know when we, when we build this film. Dado, thank you very much for the interview. I hope we are all soon fine as soon as we can. Uh, big greetings from Prague to Bucharest and thank you. Thank you for the film. Thank, thank you so you. much for the patience. Okay. Well, so. Thank you very much. <laughs> bye bye.